What's cracking, everybody? Welcome back to the station. Welcome back to the channel. Y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Ray G. You can find me on Twitter at Ray GQ. If this is your first time on the channel, your first time checking out the content, thank you. Welcome. I appreciate you lending me your ear, your eyes for a little bit of time today, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed by the content. If you do like it, smash the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up button, like the content, and most importantly, engage with the good people below. I cannot speak for any other YouTube community, but this community, the people that tap into me, the people that that like what I lay down, that rock with me, yo, the comments are dope, man. People asking questions, helping one another out, agreeing with me, disagreeing with me, challenging, pushing. But this is all geared to help you be a better dynasty fantasy football player. Hell, better fantasy football player in general. You know, this the foundation of this thing was built on prospect prospect identification. The more you know about these collegiate athletes a year, two, three years in advance, the better you will be able to position your dynasty team for short and long-term success. Now, if you're listening to this, you're not watching on YouTube, which I recommend you do, but if you're listening to this uh, via the podcast, please, please, please make sure you subscribe to De Destination Devi anywhere that podcasts can be found, as well as Dynasty League Football, DLF. Make sure you go over to DynastyLeagueFootball.com, sub over there, subscribe to the podcast over there, and listen to all the other dope content that's being dropped every single day uh, by DLF. This, we are a proud member of the DLF family of podcasts. I love those guys. Shout out to DLF. So, what I want to talk about, uh, you know, just continuing with this theme of prospect identification, what this show will not become, what, what I need to gear away from is just reading the box scores from this past weekend of college football. I'm not going to do that. Like, I want to talk players. What players do we need to have our eye out on? What players are popping? What players are looking good? What players should we be excited for for the future? You know, the goal is, I, I tweeted something out the other day. Everybody in the world knew Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts were going to be good. There was a point in time where everybody knew that. So proclaiming that you hit on a Jamar Chase, that you hit on a Kyle Pitts, that we hit on Najee Harris, we probably shouldn't do that. The goal is to try to find the Dalton Schultzes of the world, the Elijah Mitchells of the world, who's going to find the next, you know, James Robinson. We want to identify these type of players. Who's going to find the next Mac Jones? We want these guys in Dynasty Fantasy Football, and I aim to do that. I strive to get there, but I do not do it by myself. I've got a great team of people led by Jordan Backus, the director of analytics for Destination Devi, who's created a sick database, the Prospect Talk database. So make sure as we go through this video today and you check out what you're looking at, go to patreon.com forward slash prospect talk to support Ben Eby, to support Jordan Backus and all the great work that they're doing with this thing that we're building. So let's dive into this past weekend of college football. And my first observation, my first takeaway is just how damn good Kenny Pickett is. Kenny Pickett, redshirt senior quarterback from the University of Pitt. Uh, this season, he has just taken his game to an entire new level. He has made more money than any player, I believe, at the quarterback position in college football, more than Matt Corral. More, he, He's made himself a tremendous amount of money because he is balling. Kenny Pickett has been at Pitt for a long-ass time, all right? Pickett's been there since 2017, didn't do much as a freshman, and then we saw some we saw some flashes, and I got to give a shout-out to my man Jared Wackerly. Jared Rack Wackerly of Dynasty Nerds, uh, he's been talking about Kenny Pickett for two years. I'm seeing people like Dane Brugler talking about this guy could be the number one quarterback taken in the 2022 NFL Draft. 
I'm not going to go that far, but I do think Kenny Pickett has cemented himself as a first-round pick this upcoming draft. On the season, he's almost thrown for 70% completion percentage, 2,200 yards, 23 touchdowns to only one interception, which is just insane, insane level of production. And when we look at where I have Kenny Pickett ranked, let's take a look. In 2022, uh, there he is at the top of Tier 2. Tier 2 prospects right along with Carson Strong. My Tier 1 guys still remain Matt Corral, Malik Willis, and Sam Howell. But Kenny Pickett is making a strong case, a strong push to be a Tier 1 quarterback. Now, one of the things that I also kind of learned from, from my man Jay Wack is this year, I am not going to spend a ton of time arguing about QB1 versus QB3 versus QB4. Any quarterback that's drafted with first-round draft capital, they matter. If they're drafted in the second round, they matter a little bit, but not as much as the guys that drafted in the first round. Those guys that are picked in the first round are going to start sooner rather than later. We see that in the NFL now. They're not giving these guys any time to develop. You're drafted. You need to step in and produce. So whoever's drafted in the first round, those guys matter. Quarterbacks drafted in round three, round four, really probably just taking dart throws later in rookie drafts. I fully anticipate Kenny Pickett to get received first round draft capital. And when that happens, he will matter. Kenny Pickett is not some Lamar Jackson, Trey Lance type quarterback. He's going to shred you from the pocket. We saw him do that versus Clemson. Say what you want about Clemson's offense. Defensively, they're still littered with talent at all three levels. And Kenny Pickett just absolutely eviscerated that defense. So really impressed with what I'm seeing from Kenny Pickett. Big time riser in my personal ranks, big time riser in the NFL circles, and I think he's going to hear his name called really early in the 2022 NFL draft. And speaking of these quarterbacks, man, what what a just monumental, catastrophic failure Spencer Rattler and DJ Uyangagale have been this season. Spencer Rattler, the presumed number one overall pick in the 2022 draft class coming into the season. DJ Yu, the presumed number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft class. I had him compared to damn Dante Culpepper. I thought he was just the best thing smoking uh, based on what we saw versus Notre Dame last season. He comes in this year and has been terrible. So bad that he was actually benched versus Pitt the same game in which Kenny Pickett blossomed and shined. DJ Yu crumbled and failed. He was replaced. We already saw Spencer Rattler get replaced by Caleb Williams. Spencer Rattler will be transferring. I, I don't think... He would even be drafted on day two of the NFL draft right now. And DJU is looking like he's heading towards that transfer portal path. We'll see what happens with Clemson over the next couple of weeks. But these two players are players that a lot of people invested in in Dynasty and Devi leagues and C2C leagues. And now you're left holding the bag. What do you do if you roster Spencer Rattler or DJU right now? I think you just hold out hope and pray for the best. Unless you've got some diehard Rattler fan, diehard DJU fan, that they still believe that these guys are going to develop into top-tier quarterbacks. But for me, both of these guys have seen a, 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 a just they've fallen. They've fallen so damn far. And let's look at the 2022 QB ranks. Oh, we're already here. So 2022 QBs, I've got Spencer Rattler is a tier three prospect. So he's in the same range as Keaton Slovis, JT Daniels, Tua's little brother, Phil Jerkovich, uh, Desmond Ritter. 
Listen, I'm not in on Desmond Ritter. I know some of y'all love him from Cincinnati, happy they're number two in the country, but I'm not seeing it from Desmond Ritter. I think he'll probably be a second-round pick when it's all said and done, so he matters a little bit, but I'm not there with Desmond Ritter. And DJU right now, the 2023 quarterback class is kind of lukewarm, um, but right now I've got Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Michael Pratt, all rated ahead of DJU, and that's with these 2022 guys that may not declare, Jaden Daniels, Grayson McCall, if Daniels comes back for a senior season, if McCall comes back, both of those players will be rated higher than DJU. I've got him as a tier three quarterback right now in 2023. I've only got one guy in tier one that's Bryce Young, but CJ Stroud is playing his way into that tier one category. He's been absolutely phenomenal since starting off the season a little bit slow, but it just goes to show how much shit changes, man, in the college football world. The the quarterback position is just so hit or miss. Hence the reason why I will not I will not spend a ton of time diving in to quarterback rankings this upcoming NFL draft process, man. If you're drafting the first round, you matter. I'll have some guys that I like. Right now, Matt Corral's my top dog. Still trying to figure out who number two is. Is it Sam Howell? Is it Malik Willis? Got a little bit of questions about Malik Willis. I know the raw athletic ability is there. Decision-making, level of competition, I just don't think he's ready to play right now. Carson Strong, arguably the best deep passer in college football, but he's a statue, right? He's not going to give you anything on the ground. I think there are other couple of other guys that can make a push, but right now, Matt Corral sits at the top of that pantheon for me. Uh, Spencer Rattler, undraftable. DJU trending towards that path. We talked about C.J. Stroud, who's just been spectacular He's just been awesome since early this season. I guess giving a player time to to get acclimated, to develop a first-year starter, that works, right? That actually works. And we've seen Ohio State. I mean, you go back to Troy Smith, uh, JT Barrett, Cardell Jones. uh, God, I mean, the list goes on and on of quarterbacks. Dwayne Haskins. We see these guys. Justin Fields. Now, a lot of people say Ohio State quarterbacks don't pan out at the next level, so I'm not willing to proclaim C.J. Stroud to be the mold breaker from Ohio State, but what I do like is how good he's been in this past weekend versus Indiana. He made some throws that truly were just special NFL-level throws by C.J. Stroud. Love what he's done to improve his draft stock. Love what he's done. I mean, shit, he's probably like the third favorite, third best odds to win the Heisman Trophy at this point in time, has Ohio State's poised for a national championship run. C.J. Stroud is going to force probably Kyle McCord, maybe even Quinn Ewers, to transfer from Ohio State, which a lot of people thought Quinn would come in right away once he changes eligibility and compete for a job. Maybe C.J. would get pulled for Kyle McCord, who I'm very high on. C.J. Stroud has seized his opportunity, unlike a Spencer Rattler, unlike a DJU, and he's playing phenomenally. Somebody we should definitely be excited for in the 2023 class. Now, let's switch positions. We had Three, four, five takeaways just focused on quarterbacks, but I want to talk about the wide receivers, and I want to talk about the 2022 class in particular because I think there are two guys battling for the top spot in 2022. Check it out. NFL football is finally back, baby. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Cowboys tickets or Rams tickets or Cardinals tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices 
for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in, in purchase price. Listen, I know you want to go to a Cowboys game here in Texas, or you want to go see those awful Jaguars play on the road. TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Debbie today and use the promo code Debbie to save $10 off your first order for those Dallas Cowboy tickets or whatever your favorite NFL team tickets are. Let's go to these 2022 wide receiver rankings and talk a little Drake London and Traylon Burks. I've got four players, four wide receivers inside of Tier 1 in the 2022 class. The aforementioned London and Burks. Also, Garrett Wilson and David Bell. David Bell being slept on. Just just damn good. He's going to be a fantastic pro. Probably going to be a second-round pick, maybe a late first-round pick. Sort of reminds me of this silent assassin a la Rashad Bateman, somebody who will end up picking up hype and steam as the draft process rolls along. May not be the athletic monster that a Drake, Lund- that a Drake London or a Traylon Burks is, but he's just a great wide receiver. But Burks and London are the top two guys for me. You've got Drake London, six foot five, two hundred and fifteen pounds. Traylon Burks, six foot three, two hundred and twenty-three, twenty-eight pounds. Just an absolute monster with blinding speed, athleticism. One of my guys. You see, I got a little lock and key there, 21 years old, born in 2000. Traylon Burks, an absolute stud. Right now, through seven games, Drake London has 79 receptions. 1,003 yards and five touchdowns, just insane production. I think he's he may be the most productive wide receiver in college football right now. Drake London is playing out of his mind. Former basketball player turned full-time wide receiver. He's locked into the first round. I'm seeing mocks with him drafted, uh, mock draft number eight overall to the Giants. I'm seeing him to the Patriots in the top 10 pick. Uh, uh, what he's doing week in and week out 12 receptions, 13 receptions, 15 receptions, 16, like every week. Defenses know, teams know that Drake London is going to be the focal point and they cannot stop him. I mean, there was a point in time versus Notre Dame where they had two damn cornerbacks stacked on top of each other like it was eye formation trying to stop Drake London and they can't. He's just, people talk about, oh, he can't separate. That's BS. He definitely can separate. He's the probably the best contested catch wide receiver in college football. And I saw a comp. And shout out, to, if, if you're listening, you know I'm giving you credit. I've been saying he reminds me of Mike Evans. Mike Evans just continues to beast in the NFL. Three touchdowns this past, uh, past Sunday. But I don't think he's I don't think he's Mike Evans, man. I'm pulling back on that. I'm backpedaling off the Mike Evans stand. He really reminds me of Brandon Marshall, big body wide receiver. Just uses physicality, uh, can go up and catch the ball at the at the point of attack in the air. Just bigger than like he really, really reminds me of Brandon Marshall. When I heard that comp, I was like, there it is, Brandon Marshall, aka Drake London. I mean, that's but Traylon Burks, the the speed, the athleticism. You know, my boy Fusu Vu said Josh Gore uh, said Andre Johnson. I've been saying Josh Gordon for the longest, and you see on that forty nine yard run this past weekend, just the acceleration. Player 228 pounds that can move like that. Traylon Burks, again, locked into the first round. Drake London locked into the first round. Who's the top guy? I think these are the two best wide receivers in college football. The two, what I'm going to say, they are pushing blue chip status for that 2022 class. A lot of people knocking that 2022 class. If you can walk away with one of Drake London or Traylon Burks, you are in great, great shape. Now, let's pivot all the way to the 2023 class because I'm seeing a lot of people 
Is Bijan Robinson the best running back that we've seen in college football since Reggie Bush? I just think that that more uh, more analysts, more casual people are paying attention to the college football world from a dynasty fantasy football lens, whereas we didn't do that in 2004 and 2005 when Adrian Peterson and Reggie Bush were running wild in college. We didn't do that. Debbie really wasn't a thing then. Campus to Canton wasn't a thing. Dynasty fantasy football was still in its infancy stages. So I, I, I truly believe that we are a prisoner of the moment, prisoner of recency bias, because there's no way in hell Bijan Robinson is the best running back that we've seen since Reggie Bush. And there are some people who don't even think he's the best running back in college football today. That honor is bestowed to Ohio State sensational freshman Trevion Henderson. And I asked the question, Bijan Robinson, six foot two fifteen, Trevion Henderson, 5'10", 210. Which running back is better? I mean, Trevion is pacing. He's going to have a more productive freshman season than Bijan Robinson. He's doing it consistently as the guy, both on the ground and through the air. Bijan Robinson is special, unbelievable talent, top dog in 2023. But I just asked the question: Are we so sure that Bijan Robinson is the best running back in college football today? And when you're when you're looking at Trevion Henderson, he and Bijan would be the clear cut running back ones. In 2022, clear cut, both of those guys. Trevion doesn't come out until 2024, y'all. I mean, that's a long ways away. And right now, that class with Raheem Sanders, with Will Shipley, with Trevion Henderson, this class is looking great. And if you can, if you have eligibility to trade for 2024 picks in your dynasty leagues, do it because that class is going to be outstanding as well. Wide receivers, JoJo Earl, Ajay Hall, you've got Raheem Sanders, you've got these young stud running backs, you've got some young quarterbacks who haven't stepped on the field early, Jackson Dart, Quinn Ewer, Sam Heward, all these guys that are going to be eligible for 2024. This is what it's about. It's about acquiring these picks, identifying these prospects years in advance. That way, by the time 2024 rolls around, you're walking away with Henderson. You're walking away with Ewers. You're walking away with McCarthy. You're walking away with all these dudes, and you're dominating your dynasty league. So I just asked the question. Y'all let me know. Who's better, Bijan or Trevion Henderson? I'm going to abstain from answering the question, but I will apologize because I am a man who likes to take credit when I'm right, and I have no problem saying when I was wrong. And damn it, I was wrong. Alabama running back Brian Robinson, I owe him an apology because I just talked so bad about Brian Robinson coming into the season. Why is Alabama wasting carries on this guy? Get Jace McClellan the ball. Jace goes down with the season into injury, and Brian Robinson is having the best the best year of his career. It's taken five years for him to seize that backfield. You know, he's had to compete with Najee Harris, Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs. But this season, the six foot one, 228-pound rusher is balling. 706 yards on the season, 11 touchdowns. But what I'm most impressed about is his ability to catch the ball. 17 receptions, 161 yards, two touchdowns with a long of 51 yards through the air, showing some of that speed. He reminds me of like a better version of Ramondre Stevenson. And if Ramondre Stevenson and Zach Moss were getting third and fourth round draft capital, I have no doubt in my mind that a player like Brian Robinson is going to get the draft necessary draft capital to matter for college football. And I'm looking at Brian Robinson, right? So let's go here. Uh, 2022 running back rank. Oh, that's that's the combined ranks. 2022 running back ranks. Brian Robinson. I have him as a tier two prospect. So, you know, I've got Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Isaiah Spillers, my tier one guys. Tier two, Kyron Williams, Zach Charbonnet, and Brian Robinson. So, a uh, man of my word, move Brian Robinson up. 
really like what he's doing uh, from this 2022 class. I, I, hey, I was wrong. Love you, Brian Robinson. You're playing fantastic. I'm, I'm all aboard the Brian Robinson train. I think he's going to be one of those guys that rise through the pre-draft process. And when it's all said and done, he's probably going to be a second-round pick in rookie drafts. You know, we everyone meant him to make a big hoopla over Michael Carter and Trey Sermon. I never was really on board with those guys, but I think Brian Robinson is going to receive that same sort of hype and affair and acclaim. But he's actually a pretty damn good running back. So kudos to Brian Robinson for uh, you know just improving and sticking with it, persevering through all of the difficulties with playing time because he's turned himself into a legitimate NFL running back, one that I think is going to be decent at the next level, especially if he gets the draft capital. Now, another player that I want to talk about, uh, Carson Strong. I, this past weekend, he threw the damn ball 61 times, completing 80% of those passes for over 470 yards, four touchdowns. Carson Strong, fifth in the country in passing yards, like ninth in yards per pass attempt. He's sixth in completion percentage. He's just, he's a very, very good quarterback. He's the best deep thrower of the football in college football. I, I, I said early on, if there were a quarterback who were going to push for QB1 honors in this class, we're going to push Spencer Rattler. At the time, we all said Spencer Rattler was the top guy. I said it would be Carson Strong. And I'm still here to say that I do think there's a chance, a realistic possibility that Carson Strong is the first quarterback taken. Now, with Matt Corral's ascension, with Kenny Pickett rising up, I don't know, maybe not the first quarterback off the board, but you can bet your ass he's going to be a first-round pick. And we talked about it at the beginning of the show quarterbacks that are drafted in round one, they are going to matter. Although Carson Strong is not going to give you anything on the ground. He's got like negative 100 rushing yards in his career. What he can do from the pocket, if he lands in a situation like a Mac Jones, you put him in, let's just say Detroit, you put him in New Orleans and give him pass catching weapons in an offensive line, he will shred you. He will matter in fantasy football. He will be a solid quarterback that you need to draft in the second rounds. Learn your mistake from the Mac Jones haters. The Mac Jones haters did not want to, to believe in Mac. Mac's played like the second best quarterback in this class, period. He's outplayed Justin Fields. I know Trey Lance has had limited opportunities. He's outplayed Lance. He's outplayed Zach Wilson. And quite frankly, I'd say he's outplayed two, uh, Trevor Lawrence. However, what I've seen from Trevor Lawrence in his games, you can tell he's going to be special. It, it's going to happen for Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, don't make the same mistake passing on Carson Strong that you did with Mac Jones because he was the free square in dynasty rookie drafts, getting a starting quarterback uh, that's got that type of ability in the second round of rookie drafts. Just fantastic. Now, I want to talk about, let, let, let's, let's, let's go to the wide receiver position again. Talk about two guys who've seen their stock rise, Jamison Williams and Jalen Tolbert. Jamison Williams was a transfer from Ohio State. He's come into Alabama and he's the wide receiver one. I know we were talking about John Mechie and Ajay Hall and JoJo Earl, all these guys that we've been we've been expecting to be the guy. And it's the transfer from Ohio State, Jamison Williams, doing it on special teams, doing it through the air, deep play threat. Uh, I've seen some big draft analysts say that Jamison Williams is the wide receiver one in the class. Uh, no, that's that is a lie. That is false. He's not the wide receiver one. But damn it, Jamison Williams is going to be a top fifty pick in the NFL draft. And with that position and finding those wide receivers, man, I'll tell you right now, maybe unpopular. I know y'all will hate it, 
But I like Jameson Williams more than I do Chris Olave. I am not the biggest Chris Olave fan. He's moved down a little bit for me, but Jameson Williams is a player that I'm definitely going to have interest in, as well as Jalen Tolbert. He's 6'3", 190 pounds. Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver from South Alabama. Where the hell do I have Jalen Tolbert? Let's, let's take a look. Where is Jalen Tolbert ranked amongst these 2022 wide receivers? I've got Tolbert as a tier two prospect. There he is. Tier two is Zay Flowers, Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave, John Mechie, George Pickens. Uh, this, is, this is a good class, man. This is a good class of wide receivers. We keep talking about the 2022 class being terrible. It's no good. It's no good. Nah, nah, nah. It's a good class. You may not have the JTs, the DeAndre Swifts, but I think we're going to get fantasy producers, solid fantasy producers from this class. And I do believe that Jamison Williams and Jalen Tolbert are two players whose stock is way, way up. Now, my last takeaway, last takeaway, we all know the big dogs in 2023. We know these players. Bijan Robinson, Tank Bixby, Jameer Gibbs. Hey, welcome to welcome to the club, Sean Tucker. Sean Tucker is a big dog. Zach Evans is a big dog. But there are three quiet assassins from this 2023 class that are going to make noise, and hence the reason why you need to be acquiring 2023 second-round picks. All three of these running backs, neither of none of them will be feature backs. They're all five foot nine and shorter, sub 200 pounds. But all of them can blaze. They can run. They're dynamic in the on the ground, and they are more than proficient through the air. And the three players that I'm talking about, let's let's just pull them up real quick. Let's go to the Prospect Talk database. Here they go: Deuce Vaughn, Blake Corm, and Devon A Chain. A Chain running back out of the Texas A&M. How big is A Chain? Five foot nine, one eighty five. Legitimate track Olympic speed. I mean, he runs track for Texas A&M. You see it every time he touches the ball, four-star recruit. Uh, he and Isaiah Spiller make up probably the best backfield tandem in college football. A-Chain is going to be one of those players that drafted in the second round of 2023 that can have that Kenneth Gainwell type role. That Kenneth Gainwell, uh, if he can't gain some weight, maybe Elijah Mitchell type role, love Devon A-Chain. Blake Corm. A little thickly built, five foot eight, two hundred pounds, four star recruit, young kid, absolutely balling for Michigan. Hey, sorry, Michigan fans, I dogged y'all out. Y'all have been playing fantastic. Real good shot to maybe take down Ohio State. Jim Harbaugh, shout out to you, credit because Blake Corm and Hassan Haskins need to get Hassan Haskins ranked. Have been balling out, but my favorite non-big five running back from the 2023 class is Deuce Vaughn. Five foot five, 170 pound, tier two running back, Deuce Vaughn. And I am telling you all right now, mark my words, write this down. Deuce Vaughn's going to be drafted on day two, maybe early day three of the NFL draft, third, fourth round. And Deuce Vaughn is going to be a PPR machine. I'm talking Darren Sproles, Danny Woodhead, a good version of James White if James White was actually proficient between the tackles. Deuce Vaughn is not going to be an every down back. He doesn't have the size. But when you're talking about dynamism and ability to change the game as a pass catching running back, uh, I love Deuce Vaughn's game. If you have not watched Deuce Vaughn play football, if you have not seen Deuce Vaughn run the ball, catch the ball, you are missing out on an absolute gem, a treat of a college football player. Just incredible. So I say all that to say, load up on those second round picks in 2023. Make sure you have first round picks in 2022 and 2024. If you can start acquiring those first and second rounders in trades, 
do it, do it, do it, because all three of these classes have some really dope players that are going to make uh, make your dynasty teams very, very profitable here in the near future. So there we go. Those are my 10, 11, 12 takeaways from this past weekend of college football. I appreciate you checking out the content. I appreciate you rocking with me. If you liked it, subscribe, thumbs up, engage with the people below. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and stay tapped in for more content to help you dominate your dynasty and Debbie leagues here in the near future. Matter of this thing, peace.